When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence. Today, after a bye week and 14 days to ruminate on that win, the Sooners see if they can get hot and make it a win streak as they square off against Gary Patterson's Frogs. Sports Network from Learfield IMG College, live at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. This is Sooner Sports Talk, presented by AT&T 5G, the official 5G wireless network of OU Athletics. Also brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. Bud Light, whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. Homeland. Proud sponsor of Sooner Football. And by Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. Bringing you the best in barbecue. This is Sooner Sports Talk. Now, here are your hosts, Teddy Lehman and the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. All right, hi everybody and welcome to Sooner Sports Talk brought to you by AT&T. Toby Rowland and the Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman with you. We are not at Rudy's tonight. No, the coronavirus did not get us. Mother Nature got us as the ice storm outside uh, has prevented us from being at Rudy's. We very much look forward to being back with all of you fans again next Tuesday night. But the show must go on. 
So we've got Lincoln Riley coming up here in just a few minutes. We'll look back on the win over TCU, 33 to 14 Saturday down in Fort Worth. And we'll look forward to Lincoln returning to his alma mater again for a Halloween night, 7 o'clock primetime kickoff against Texas Tech. Coming up this week, the opening segment brought to you by Noble McIntyre, McIntyre Law, the law firm you should turn to for all of your personal injury needs. What was your takeaway from the TCU win? I thought it was a good, clean victory. I thought we did a really good job, um, both sides of the ball, really all three phases, special teams included in that. Uh, it really makes a difference when we don't turn the ball over. We were clean in that category. Uh, I thought Spencer Rattler was really smart with his decision-making. Uh, took some really deep shots, but they were all safe, deep shots. Never really put the ball in any danger of being intercepted or uh, stripped out, fumbled or anything. Uh, running game continues to get better. I think T.J. Pledger really starting to hit his stride as a back. I think the offensive line is, is getting better and better. Saw Murray get in there and get a couple of reps and, and look good doing so. That's, that's nice there on the offensive line. And on the defensive side of the ball, I think the real strong side is our defensive line. Really starting to get to the quarterback with – uh, a lot of regularity, and it's not just one guy. It's yeah. any number of guys. Benito starting to play better. Isaiah Thomas, Ellison, uh, Stripling, Winfrey. There's just a bunch of guys making plays there, and I think that makes a lot of difference. Uh, helps the secondary out quite a bit. And I think tackling, not perfect, but continues to get better each game. They improved from yep. Texas to TCU. No drama in the fourth quarter, just kind of cruised to an easy victory. That was fun to see. Get your officially licensed Sooner gear at Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of OU Athletics. Two or three questions you're eager to ask Lincoln tonight? Well, I'm, I'm interested to find out the kind of the deep ball situation. We tested them down the field quite a bit. Was that like a decision by them to start throwing it deeper? Was that something that they saw maybe in TCU's defense and then – uh, we all want to know personnel, right? Don't we? Yeah, we all want to know question. what's, what's going to yep. happen coming up this week with some guys. Uh, don't know if we'll get an answer on that. Probably won't, but still. Doesn't mean we out. can't ask, right? right? Hey, Sooner fans, come visit the best place to gear up on your favorite OU products. The Sooner Shop is the official fan shop of OU Athletics, located right downstairs. The west side of Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium. Curbside pickup also available through the Sooner Sports To Go app. All right, we'll take an opening timeout. When we come back, we're joined by the head ball coach, Lincoln Riley. You're watching Sooner Sports Talk, brought to you by AT&T. Sooner Sports Talk is presented by Rudy's, bringing you the best in barbecue. Kincaid Coach, the official motor coach carrier of Sooner Athletics. Anheuser-Busch, whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. AT&T 5G, the official 5G wireless network of OU Athletics. Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. Homeland, a fresh experience. Proud sponsor of Sooner Football. Riverwind, still the one. Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality. All right, welcome back, everybody, to Sooner Sports Talk. Hey, how would you like to be able to listen to Teddy and the entire Sooner Sports radio team while synced up to your TV in the comfort of your home? You can. Go to SyncMyGame.com to find out how. We got OU and Texas Tech coming up this Saturday night in Lubbock, Texas. Sooner's coming off a 33-14 win over TCU, and it's time to welcome in now 
the head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners, Lincoln Riley. Hi, Coach. Good evening. Hey, guys. Good to see you all. Good to see you, sir. Are you staying warm over there? Yeah, we're all good. We're all good. Um, thankful for an indoor today. So, uh, so all good. That is why that place was built for days like this, weeks oh, like this. That's for sure. If you felt bad, you could have taken your guys outside, put them through the, uh, <laughs> put them through the ice and snow. Old school. If we wouldn't have beat TCU, we would have been outside for sure. <laughs> Coach, you've had a couple of days to uh, look back. What's your takeaway from the win down in Fort Worth? Oh, man, a lot of positives. Uh, you know, one of those that took major contributions from from all three sides. You know, certainly our our, our defense led us. Uh, really proud of the way those guys played against a a group like TCU, like we said, and an experienced quarterback, um, and a lot of very very you know good, very fast skill players kind of surrounding them. And I thought we did a really nice job all day. I mean. You know, limiting a group there to, you know, the amount of points that we did, just a couple of scoring drives. Um, you know, I thought we, we really tackled well. I mean, we had a couple of missed tackles on the two scoring drives. Other than that, we, we tackled well. We played well. We were did a good job of penalties, uh, you know, sound in our assignments. And then once again, as you see right there with Marcus Stripling with the sack, we, we did a nice job controlling the front, um, limiting a lot of the run game. And, and so just to – Really strong performance defensively that led us, and then and then had some obviously some key plays on in the special teams and 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 the offensive side that that were enough to get it done. Well, that defensive line, you know, I, we had some guys on there that obviously we like and expect big things from. But my goodness, did you ever think that you'd have five or six guys in a week in week out basis that are going to be living in the backfield like that? And, and maybe you expected this from these guys, but man, I, it's it's something to see. It, no, it's been great, you know, the way those guys have stepped up. Uh, just because we've, you know, I said we, we we lost so many guys from last year's team, and so many guys that played a lot of snaps, and then you know playing this year without you know two of your you know better and most experienced guys you know here up to this point, and and. Uh, so many new faces, so many new players. Those guys have really stepped in, uh, done a great job learning the system. You know, Coach Kane, Coach Coach Thibodeau have done a really good job bringing that group along. And and the the expectation and standard of play on our defensive front hasn't changed, regardless of any of the circumstances. And that's probably the thing that we're the most proud of. We were talking uh, about the defensive line in the last hour, Coach, and Teddy brought up Perry on Winfrey, and that the ceiling for this kid. I think we ended up saying, you know, he could end up being the best draft prospect at, at that position since maybe Gerald McCoy. What's your opinion on on what the ceiling looks like for him? He's uh, no, he does. He has a really bright future. He's a, he's a talented kid. I think he really loves football. I mean, he's, he's he does a he practices hard, competes hard, uh, learning our stuff. I mean, he's. He, he can get so much better. You know, he has some flash plays like you see right there and then, then still has a, a few too many mistakes, which is which is normal at this time. I mean, that's 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 part of it. And uh, but a lot of a lot of potential with him. And uh, so I, I think the more time he spends here, the, the more he grows, uh, the closer he'll be to realizing that. But it's uh, been fun to see what he's been able to do here. Um, and he's, he's gotten better and better each week on the offensive side. It Feels like the running game starting to come around. Uh, looks more consistent. Starting to get some bigger explosive plays out of there. Um, is that a credit maybe to running backs getting a little bit better? Offensive line more consistent. All of the above maybe. Yeah, I would say all of the above. You know, we we were definitely you know probably the most consistent that we've been all year. Uh, you know, we had a couple of just 
kind of dumb busted plays that ended up, you know, the, the stats were honestly a little bit different than what, how we really ran the ball the majority of the day. So I thought a lot of positives. Uh, line certainly getting better. You know, it's been good to rotate some of those guys in and out there, uh, having some competition. Um, and I think those guys are, are really starting to get in sync and do some nice things. Uh, backs were cleaner than, than, than what we've been. We we had a few more explosive runs. We made a few more guys miss. Um, you know, still still left a little bit out there, but we're we're gaining on it. And so that's uh, yeah. I mean, I, and I, I think we're all getting better with it, trying to figure out kind of you know exactly who we are, what we have. You know, build this around these skill sets. So it's uh, it's a work in progress, but it's absolutely headed in the right direction. I think you saw a handful of plays from uh, Chris Murray the other day. Did you, did he play well? He did. He did. We got him there for a couple series. Uh, thought he was physical, uh, aggressive, did a good job in his assignments. So certainly did some some nice things. Spencer, I thought, you know, really clean football game. Uh, ball security was fantastic. Really never threw a football that was in question. Uh, seemed like maybe his most consistent, maybe not the most explosive day, but maybe the most consistent. Yeah, you know, he, he, he had a lot of big completions. I mean, you know, we didn't end up throwing that many passes, just kind of the way the day went. Um, but, you know, we were able to get the ball down the field. I, I thought decision-making was good. He was aggressive when he needed to. And then I, I thought he saw the field well. I thought he did a really nice job kind of moving in and around the pocket. And guys, you know, made him comfortable. And he, he stood in there kind of like this shot to Theo Weiss and, and made some big-time throws. So, um it's good to see us get it down the field. I mean, at 330 yards and only 13 completions, you know, we were we, we had some some big plays. So still some, you know, still still a lot to grow from. But you know, uh, you know, going on the road and, and playing a real controlled game like that, I thought was was really good for him. You did take more deep shots than I think you have all year long. Was that game plan going in? Did you feel like there was something there in the TCU defense you could exploit, or was that? Spencer just looking for it more um I had a little bit of both I mean that's you know coach Patterson's secondaries are always so good so aggressive that when you do get your shots you got to take them you can't hesitate because they just do such a good job reading routes and uh switching things off they're just they're very very good and uh so you gotta against good teams the only way to, to do well is try to be aggressive back and fortunately for us you know being able to hit some of those and loosen them up was was a big key when you ran, be honest, when you ran the Butkus brain teaser play, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I looked down and saw you point and wink at Teddy afterwards. Did you? Can you confirm that? You caught me. Yeah, got I me. thought so. I thought that's what I saw. <laughs> I, 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 one of the things that you look at the kind of the stat sheet and just kind of going through there and, and checking all the boxes, one of the things that stands out, only five of 13 on third down, and you look back and it's like, is that is that really right? Is any any concerns at what you've seen maybe on third down with your offense? Yeah, the biggest one in this game was we had we had you know we had several that was third and more than it needed to be. Um, uh, so yeah, no, we gotta gotta be better gotta be better there. I mean, five of thirteen's not anywhere where we need to be, and and that was the opportunity to cash in some bigger drives, um, cash in some touchdowns, um, keep drives going, not have to kick field goals. Um, and, and again, a few of them, we certainly, you know, we put ourselves behind the chains on a few. We dropped a couple of balls on third downs, uh, especially early there in the first quarter that, that were, that were big plays. So, um, no, certainly we, we did, we did a really good job in some of the long yardage situations on second down that we put ourselves in, but, 
no, I absolutely got to be better on third down, and that's the reason there was only 33 points on the board. All right, let's take a timeout. The uh, text line is open tonight. If you've got a question for Coach Riley, you can tweet us, not text, tweet us at OU on the air. It's the Academy Sports and Outdoors inbox. We'll give one lucky fan, listener or viewer tonight, a $50 gift card from Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. Back with more with Lincoln Riley right after this. Sooner Sports Talk is presented by Rudy's, bringing you the best in barbecue. Log on to Soonersports.com slash kids for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club presented by OG&E. Brought to you in part by Orthodontics Exclusively, Anheuser-Busch. Whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. We want to thank all of our Sooner Radio Network affiliates across the state and region. Fans can check out Soonersports.com for an affiliate in your area. And if you're traveling outside the state of Oklahoma, you can listen to all the action on either Sirius XM Radio or download the TuneIn app and listen free. Sport Clips, it's good to be a guy. Welcome back to Sooner Sports Talk, brought to you by AT&T. Hey, whether you're home-gating or tailgating for the OU game, make a winning play with Tostitos Chips. Tostitos packs the crunch for a touchdown in taste. We welcome back in Coach Lincoln Riley now, and we start this segment with our question from Academy Sports and Outdoors, the officially licensed Sooners gear. Here's our question tonight for Coach. Coach, how do you decide who plays on the scout team, and does it change from week to week? All right, thank you very much, sir. Coach, he wants to know, how do you decide who plays on the scout team and does it change from week to week? Well, it definitely changes. Um, it's, uh, you know, we, we try to make our scout teams here as competitive as we can be. So that's that's kind of the first step for most of our players when they come in is trying to, to earn a spot on that scout team and, and become a primary player there. And I, so many times through the years, I, I can remember – Gosh, a lot of guys on both sides of the ball that were giving a, a scout team fits that and the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator or head coach sees it and says, hey, you know, goes and tells the other side said, hey, you know, I, I can remember several times when when I was the OC or the first couple of years and, you know, some good players over there. And, and I would go tell, you know, Coach Stoops or go tell Mike, hey, this guy over here is, uh, you know, I don't know what he can do for you, but he's given us a lot of trouble. He's, he's really going to be a good player and. You know, maybe he's really good pass rush or whatever the case may be. And so that's kind of the start. Um, and then certainly each week we try to fit it to the personnel of, of our opponents. Um, and, you know, like if they have an athletic quarterback one week, we might play somebody different or a bunch of big receivers. We might move some guys around. You play a team that has a bunch of tight ends. Uh, you certainly have to adapt the personnel to try to give yourself the best simulation you possibly can. Or if you fumble. If you fumble, you end up on the scout team. Straight there. Yeah, one-way ticket. Uh, so did you have to resist the urge to throw the ball in the end zone late whenever Patterson <laughs> called that late timeout? Because we were laughing up in the box. I was like, I bet Lincoln's strongly considering that. Uh, he came was... out in shotgun. Our hopes were really high. <laughs> the thought the thought did cross my mind. It did, I promise you. Um, yeah, we, we it, it did cross our mind for sure. I wouldn't have been disappointed if Seth would have popped that last run. Nice. <laughs> that was an interesting exchange there at the it end was. of the game. I want to go back earlier in the game, Coach. Uh, first quarters have been sensational for you this year. You've outscored your opponents now 68-3 to in the first. I mean, I guess the question is, what are you doing so well early in the game? Yeah, we have. We've, we have started really fast as a team. Uh, we've played well on – 
on all the sides. I mean, I, you know, that's that's always that's sometimes a hard thing for a team to do. So we're, we're certainly not trying to discount, you know, that that's been a, one of the main positives of this team. One of the biggest positives is coming out of the gate strong. And I mean, you often give yourself a great chance to win by. You know, by by doing that, and so that's that's been a great thing with this team. You know, we've got to keep that going. That'll be important here in the in the back half of the season, and and uh, obviously we got to you know keep building the the consistency and hopefully continue to play like that way throughout the game. And and but but I've certainly been proud of the way our guys have started because that's not always an easy thing to do. How about T.J. Pledger? Uh, it seems like he's he's really starting to feel comfortable there. A guy that hadn't had a whole lot of time, you know, consistently getting carries, game in game out, but. Looks like now that that's happened, that he's he's starting to get really comfortable. He's getting better. No, oh, he is. He's he's just he's seeing things. He's getting more patient. I think he's trusting, you know, scheme, uh, the linemen, kind of where these different holes are going to be, how we're going to fit different blocks. Uh, he's he's just getting. You can just see the confidence brewing with this kid. Um, I thought this was his best run of the game too. He's he's um, I've been proud of him. You know, he's he's been here for a little bit, but he's also hasn't. You know, he hasn't taken just a million reps here. And then all of a sudden, going from that to being the guy, um, and, and he was one of our guys that missed quite a bit of time in, in training camp. So it's been great to have him back, and he's, he's doing a really nice job for us. All right, and it's time for our Rudy's Anywhere, Sooners Everywhere question of the night. Uh, this person is winning a $50 gift card from Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. Your question on Twitter tonight, Coach, comes from at Turkey Norman. He says, as a coach, how do you evaluate between experience versus potential when deciding who plays that week? That's a great question. It's a, it's a constant back and forth um, because I think we've all had those those players and, and kind of times where maybe you've got a, a really solid, steady player that's played a bunch of ball for you and, you know, is a, is a good player. Then you've got that, that young one that, that is just – crazy talented and it's gaining on them day by day and you know when do you make that move um when do you give that guy the young guy shot I mean that's uh it's 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 not easy it's certainly not an exact science um because there's certainly something to be said for dependability there's obviously something to be said for talent and ability to do things maybe that the other people can't uh, so you, there's a fine line um, because you certainly want to play the talented guys and, and get them going. But at the same time, to win games, you can't afford a lot of mistakes regardless of how, how talented a guy is. And so, uh, you know, I think there's a fine line. We're dealing with that some on our team right now. And we've dealt with that on every team that ever been a part of. Um, I can remember... I can remember when Creed was a, a young player his, mm -hmm. his second year, and it was very similar. You know, we kind of played him, and I think it was Alvarez, Jonathan Alvarez, who was a really solid player for us for, for several years, but kind of played them back and forth, and then eventually Creed, you know, was, was ready to take that thing over. So um, it's it's long answer, but it's not it's not an easy not an easy deal and something we deal with multiple times a year at, at many positions. All right, Coach. Uh, we waited till the second segment. We're 30 minutes into the show now. Teddy and I, first and foremost, are journalists. So we've got to ask you, is there any change from noon today till now on whether or not your players are coming back this weekend? No, I get that you have to ask. No, there's not. Um, <laughs> and I'm not a journalist, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. Is there uh, any light at all you can shed on just kind of the mystery surrounding it all? Yeah, I just... You know, they've asked me to not talk too much about it, but I mean, I, I think kind of like I said on Monday, it's 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 not as clear cut of a process as 
maybe the outside thinks it would be, or as certainly as I thought it would be, it's the first time really ever going through anything like this with guys. So um, it's a it's a uh, it's a very flawed process, and um, you know one that I think will get addressed in the future. But it's uh, you know we're trying to just navigate through it right now as, as best we can. And it's got to be difficult because. You know, not knowing, because like, you'd like to get those guys up to speed, but whose reps do you take away if you don't know if they're going to be back? It's not exactly. No, it does. It puts you in a tough position with that, and it's you know you just you can't rep guys that you that you don't know are going to play, and that's uh, so you know it's you know you got you know people that are making these decisions that are on a little bit different timelines than than us and these kids, so is what it is. Marvin Mims continues to play very well for you. Two more touchdowns. Another big punt return for you on Saturday. Uh, looks like a uh, superstar in the making you got here, Coach. He's doing well. You know, it's fun to see, you know, how the kind of impact he made on that game. He's, he's going to be a really good football player. He's very dependable. And he kind of has all, the, like the previous question was about, you know, the talent versus, versus you know, dependability and experience. And Marvin's a little bit of the best of both worlds. I mean, he's a very talented kid, but he's he's got kind of all the qualities of a, almost a senior. I mean, he 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 handles all his business. Um, he's he's locked in all the time. He's a very smart player, um, very serious about the game. He's one of those guys that goes out there to practice each day. And there's a you could tell there's a a purpose. He's not out there just to get through it. And and because of that, he just he gets better and better and I think it's earned the trust of teammates, coaches, um, you know, I think everybody within the program. But one of the things with him that's starting to stick out too is he's a dangerous weapon there returning punts. I mean, that's something that looks like he's really starting to get the feel for. He is, he is. He makes great decisions. He fields the ball well, you know, and he's got, you know, some quickness and some fearlessness to him, you know, which you have to have to be a great punt returner. So, no, he has. He's, he's honestly been – a little bit better with the ball in his hands. I mean, we thought he was going to be plenty good with the ball in his hands, but maybe a little bit better earlier than we might have guessed. Hey, whenever there's a Sooners game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. Please drink responsibly. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about Texas Tech, the opponent coming up this week for Lincoln Riley Sooners. More of your questions coming as well. And the Butkus Brain Teaser coming up next segment. You're watching Sooner Sports Talk, brought to you by AT&T. Used football games are available on Exodus 96.5 FM in Oklahoma City and 101.5 FM El Patron in Tulsa, as well as on those stations' websites. Each OU Spanish broadcast will feature a 30-minute pregame show and a 15-minute postgame show. Homeland, a fresh experience. Proud sponsor of Sooner Football. Dr. Tim Shannon and Dr. Mark Revels at Orthodontics Exclusively are proud to present the junior captain of the game and are pleased to honor these guests as they take the field with our captains. For info on how your child can become the next junior captain, go to orthoexc.com. The Sooner Sports Podcast is your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. Log on to Soonersports.tv slash podcast. Presented by Allstate and Riverwind. All right, welcome back to an Ice Storm edition of Sooner Sports Talk. We'll be back at Rudy's next Tuesday night. Looking forward to seeing everybody there. Hey, Sooner fans, when you download the Chick-fil-A app and order, you can start earning points toward delicious rewards. Lincoln Riley is with us tonight. We welcome back in the head coach. And 
Coach, you got Texas Tech coming up on Saturday night out in your old stomping grounds of Lubbock, Texas. What do you think about the Red Raiders this year? Win against uh, against West Virginia. They played really well. Looked like from the outside looked in, it looked like their most complete performance of the year. Beat a good West Virginia team that had been playing some really good ball. Um, and they've had some really great spurts. You know, they led Texas by multiple scores with just a couple minutes left in the game and ended up getting beaten overtime. Um, but you can tell that it's year two for them. You know, you could tell they're more confident within their schemes, um, you know, doing some really nice things there. You can just see the, the development happening. Uh, you know, they brought in several transfers that are that are impacting the program, you know, really on both sides of the football. Uh, guys are doing a, a good job for them. So, uh, yeah, they're making plays offensively. You know, the backs had a really nice year for them so far, um, always throwing the ball around, you know, kind of like they always have, doing that at a high level. Um, you know, defensively making a lot of big plays. Um, you know, got some really physical guys and a, and a very experienced group defensively, a lot of seniors on that on that defensive side. They've made a change at quarterback. Have you seen anything different um, after the change than maybe what they did before? Is it pretty much the same offense? It was it was pretty close to the same. There was a few new wrinkles, and hard to tell if that was for the new quarterback or just a just a game plan deal for 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 West Virginia. But no, they're still they're still certainly the same. And you see, the kid made some nice plays, made some off schedule plays, some really nice throws, um, and did a nice job for him. So certainly seems to have, have given those guys a little bit of momentum and, and has a little bit of mobility there to go as well. You mentioned the back, Sir Roderick Thompson, wide receivers. They got Vasher, Ezekama, mm -hmm. Keyshawn Carter. That's a nice collection of skill position talent. Oh, it is. It is very, very typical of a Texas Tech team. You know, a really good, efficient back. Guy's got some big playability. As you see here, he's hit some big runs in several games this year. Um, yeah, receivers are, are good players, some very experienced guys. So no, it's a good group, a couple of really good offensive linemen. So it, it's definitely a, a good group, and they're always a challenge offensively. No different, no different this year. And defensively, been kind of a hit or miss year for them. Uh, they've struggled, you know, given up yards and points quite a bit, but then at other times created some really big plays that helped them uh, stay in or win football games scoring on defense. What's what stuck out with you defensively from Texas Tech? Yeah, they seem to have really settled down a little bit since the beginning of the season. Probably didn't play quite up to their standard there. And they've, they've certainly kind of, I think, uh, kind of come back a little bit and, and have, have played well, played pretty nice against West Virginia the other night. Did a really nice job, limited them in the run game. Um, had the big strip uh, fumble uh, that, that ultimately really ended up winning them the game. So you've seen, you've seen some big plays out of them, you know, turned over Texas a few times for, for big plays. So uh, yeah, big plays. And I think they've gotten more consistent and, and you would expect that with a group again, that has so many seniors. Will on Twitter says coach from the perspective of your time as a player and a coach at Texas tech, what makes Lubbock such a tough place to play for opponents? Yeah, I just think you, you know, you know Oklahoma coming and playing, Texas coming and playing. Uh, the you know, you know, parentally what people would consider kind of bigger schools. I mean, I think is always um, it was always a big deal. Certainly when we were there, um, you know, and 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 I think I would assume that probably hasn't changed a whole lot. And it's a good atmosphere. It's, it's they've had good football teams. Um, it's a good atmosphere. Place takes a lot of pride in, in football and the way they play. Certainly at home and. Uh, you know, winning, winning against good football teams on the road is always difficult. It always is. And, and then not to mention the fact that 
you know, the quality of players that have been on those fields down there in Lubbock for both sides the last few years, all you got to do is look across a bunch of NFL teams. You'll see those guys playing pretty well right now. How much has the approach changed this year other than previous years? I know a lot of times, like, saying a typical year, you're going down to Lubbock playing a night game where you think it's going to be wild, loud crowd. A lot of times you'll practice with, uh, you know, speakers and, and crowd noise. Are you guys doing that this year? A little bit, but not quite to the extent. I, I think we, in previous years, have probably come close to blowing out some eardrums, you know, <laughs> trying to trying to get them ready for that. So, no, that's been different. We haven't had to, I would say, spend quite as much time on that because the atmospheres are obviously so different. But, yeah, the, the Lubbock deal will feel, feel won't feel quite like it always has, I'm sure, just because we've uh, we've been down there in a couple of pretty good atmospheres. So, um, especially the one in, uh, what was it, 20... 2016 they were yeah. pretty pretty razzed up to see us so um it was fun it's always been fun it'll still be fun certainly but it is different preparing the noise factor is just not not what it's not what we're used to it being you're going to be stuck at the team hotel but you got a restaurant recommendation was there a go-to for you out there that there was it's up? not there anymore there was a, a spot called saison right there on on university right there that i we our, our our entire coaching staff had just an account there. Like we we only we paid the bill monthly. What kind of food? Uh, it was it was Mexican food. They made like burrito bowls, but they had all these like homemade salsas that they did them on. That's we, we ate it for lunch every single day. It was it was awesome. It went out of business when you left town. What's that? It went out of business when you left town. It sounds like <laughs> we we probably yeah we we took a big chunk with us. All right, it's time for the brain teaser tonight, Coach. Folks, the brain teaser brought to you by the Oklahoma Education Association, putting education first. Now, I quite frankly, last week, I think you felt bad. Two weeks ago, he missed it. Last week, you lobbed him one, and he slammed it back in your face. So what do you got for Coach this week? You said this is going to be an easy one. I, don't, I think you'll get it. I think you'll get it. You yes. said it was going to be easier. Did I say it would be easy? Yeah, I think okay, it. here's the deal. Um, Going back to 2015, your first time going back up against Texas Tech. Do you remember the first scoring play? First and 10, 11-yard line. Um, there's 8-18 left in the first quarter. It's 0-0. Ball's on the right hash. This would be your first play call for a touchdown against Texas Tech. Mm. Had to be a big game. Lincoln Riley facing his alma mater for the first time. I think they were five and two at the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was a it was a pretty big football. Were we, go, were we going down in the south end? Correct. Give him the details again. Yeah, details. First and ten. Right hash. Right hash. Eleven yard line. Eight eighteen in the first quarter. Score zero zero. Yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure we handed it off to Samaje and he came over right side and scored. I think. That'd be my. That's my guess. I don't. We may have to go to the judges on this. Samaje and Joe Mixon are both in the game. Well, let's see the video. Okay, let's we see got video. we got video here. We can see. He's saying. Yeah, I think it was a split. I think it was a split zone play, and and uh, Samaje scored. All right, roll the, sure. roll the video. 2015. Yeah, yeah, it was. Comes back out the right side, right? Split back. Oh, it was Joe. It's Joe Mixon ah, that goes 11 go. yards for I the touchdown. Split right. When I you had two backs like that, it, they, I knew we handed it to one of them that came out the this right This is side. a first in brain teaser history. He's actually nailed the play with the wrong the running back. Yeah. I think, I mean, the player, in my opinion, doesn't have anything to do with it. He knew the play. <laughs> well, I, 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 
I hope Joe Mixon doesn't get a part of this tape and listen to it. Hey, he said split back. I should have just said we handed it off to one of those running so backs. That's, that's usually what it is. You're counting. You're, you're I'm giving counting. him credit I think for it's that. Good. That's all we need. That, was, that was generous. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, it is a winner for you tonight. Um, primetime game on the road, coach. National TV audience. You love this, don't you? Oh, it's the best. It's the best. I wish there was, wish there was going to be sixty thousand people in there, but it'll still be, it'll still be great. Anything else for coach before we let him go I, tonight? I think I'm good. I like it as long as it's not ice down there. I'm, I'm good I think to go. it'll all be melted by then. So think so. We should be good. Coach, thanks for your time tonight. Good luck against the Red Raiders. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Appreciate right. it. That's Lincoln Riley. Everybody, we'll take a timeout. Wrap it up on this week's edition of Sooner Sports Talk. Right after this. Thank you to our Cornerstone Television partners, OU Medicine, Anheuser-Busch, and the OU College of Professional and Continuing Studies, and our community partners, Landers Auto Group, Coca-Cola, and OU Medicine. Texas Tech coming up on Saturday night. Here's a little closer look at the Sooners opponent. They come in 2-3, and 1-3 and three in Big 12 play, but coming off that win over West Virginia, Coach Riley said, Teddy, he, he feels like they look like a team in year two under their head coach. That's exactly what they are. Year two for Matt Wells, a team that, and a program that's finding its footing a little bit here. Yeah, you know, whenever you look at their offense, uh, same offense from a year ago, but they're just more efficient at it. A little bit better running the football. Quarterback's a little bit better in some of the decision-making, both passing game and, you know, they'll hit you with some zone read stuff, zone option stuff little bit quarterback run game in there, too. Just a little bit more efficient, a little bit more refined. And I think the same thing defensively. I think they've struggled a little bit with some consistency with their defensive talent. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough to go into a place that uh, you're trying to pick up the pieces and, and you know, and, and start fresh and go out and win a bunch of games in, in this conference. So I think they've done a pretty good job with that and starting to hit their stride. You know, the one thing that worries me – uh, one of the things that worries me about this game is this is the end of a brutal stretch. I mean, five consecutive weeks away from home. You had we went to Ames since the last time OU played a home game. There was a bye week in there, the Texas game, the TCU game. Now they're going out to Lubbock. It's been an exhausting stretch, and I just hope that they haven't hit some sort of a wall along here somewhere before they can get back home in front of the friendly fans. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough going on the road so much and uh, not being around. And, you know, they did have that bye week in there, and we weren't sure if that was going to be a, a plus or a minus, but, you know, it did look like they came back refreshed and played their best game of the year. So I think that, that maybe gives you a little bit of hope that they are energized and can make this stretch run here and finally get back at home. Here's where the Sooners stand in the Big 12 race, heading down now the second half of the season, five games in the books, Five more to go in regular season play. There you see Oklahoma State, Kansas State undefeated at the top. Iowa State at 3-1. and one. Big 12 standings there on the right. OU in a pack with Texas and West Virginia nipping at the heels from there. Sooners have this road game, and then they get to come home. Three of the final four games will be at home. Kansas at home. Then, of course, they've got Bedlam and Baylor still ahead of them as well as a trip out to West Virginia on Thanksgiving weekend. Just going to be fascinating how this whole thing plays out. Oklahoma State game obviously is going to be critical for Oklahoma. Uh, I think they're probably the best football team right now left on the schedule. 
And uh, you, you're still kind of asking for Kansas State, Iowa State, teams to fall apart a little bit so you can uh, make your way in there to the, the Big 12 championship. But for them, you know, it, none of it matters if you don't win the next one. So just keep pushing forward, and hopefully some of those things fall your way. OU has improved the last few weeks every time they've taken the field. I like asking you this question. What's got to be better this week? What's still not good enough, and you're looking for that Saturday night? Tackling still has to be better. They've improved. It's way better than it was when we first started conference play. Still has to improve. You heard Coach mention it. Uh, a couple of things that, that have you know turned into explosive plays or winning or uh, scoring drives for the other team have just come down to, to tackling guy in a position to make a play. I think the running game has to continue to come around. They ran the ball better against TCU, but they're still running it after 3.7 yards of carry in that football game. It didn't feel like that, but that's what it ended up being. This team a year ago averaged six yards of carry for the entire season. So that means they're missing some explosive plays there in the running game. I think that has to continue to get better. And uh, special teams, I think, has been better. Cost us a couple games early. Looks like they're getting better there. Some more explosive plays in, in that, that category would help them out a lot. You know, one thing, this is kind of small probably, but Lincoln Riley's teams have been really good at it in the past and haven't been as good this year end-of-half situations. Yeah. They've, they've in the past been so good at milking the clock, scoring right at the buzzer, maybe they get the ball then to start the second half, and uh, the precision hasn't been as good. There's been a couple of herky-jerky possessions. TCU was a good example. They were trying to score there at the end, and it right. ended up going backwards because of a penalty and missing a long field goal. So I'd like to see them be better at the uh, end of the first half. Fourth quarter was better against TCU. Yeah but still not where they want it to be to be able to really close people out. It got a little dicey there for a couple of times, but they were able to close that thing out. And that's where you got to be able to put your foot on them and really dominate that football game. So we're still waiting on that fourth quarter to just be, you know, what we've seen a little bit more in the past. And this could be the week for it. Let's take a look at the TV schedule the rest of the week here on Sooner Sports TV as we get you set for OU Texas Tech on Saturday night. Coming up on Thursday, Sooner Sports Spotlight and Coach's Corner. Always a fun show there with Chris Plank and Gabe Eichert. Got live soccer for you on Friday night, as well as a late-night look back at that legendary OU Nebraska game in 2000. Teddy, you're on that flashback That's show. Fun. That's a fun one, isn't it? It really is. There's some great plays in there. I'd seen a lot of the highlights, but there's just some of the plays, especially defensively, that you don't remember from that game. Is It's so much fun going back and watching it. And then Chad, Teddy, Gabe, Jessica, they'll have you Sooner Sports Game Day, 10 a.m. on Saturday. Our radio coverage will begin for you at 5 o'clock on Saturday night. If you missed any portion of tonight's show, you can always catch it on demand via our Sooner Sports podcast. Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And we'll see you next week, hopefully over back at Rudy's again. Mother Nature, give us a break. Boomer Sooner, everybody. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.